0: We all do it. We all had to do it as children. It was necessary. So again, there is no shame or judgment around any of this. Your inner child needed to survive and fit in and belong in whatever capacity. And they were brilliant. They were intuitive. They were articulate in however that had to be. If they had to be little brats and little hellions to get some kind of a semblance of love and attention, then that was their intuitive mastery, figuring it out at five, six, seven, eight years old.
1: You are listening to The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi.
2: What is up, everybody? This is Chase. So long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years.
1: Only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love?
2: Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you.
1: Let's go take the medicine. Hello, hello, beautiful friends. Thanks for joining us today on episode 108 of The Medicine. As you could probably tell from the title of the episode, we are diving into the oh-so-important, critical, crucial world of healing our inner child with our guest, Roseanne Grace. As a metaphysical, intuitive coach, Roseanne specializes in getting to the root cause of clients' mental, emotional, and spiritual interruptions, compromised narratives, and disruptive programs. She is the conduit introducing elevated states of awareness that activates a client's connection to their higher self, inner child, divine intelligence, and their true source consciousness. She is committed to facilitating the deepest, easiest, and most graceful healing and integration possible. She says, Ascension does not have to be so challenging. Having experienced overwhelming pain and suffering on her journey of awakening over a decade ago, she realized that there had to be a better way, an easier, more graceful way. This is her purpose here, to support the individual and the collective while serving the highest path of Ascension. Now, speaking from experience, both Chase and I have worked with Roseanne for a while now, and I can honestly say that she has helped me clear wounds from my childhood that I thought I was just going to have to live with forever, literally going back to like third grade. And when we release the pain and attachment to those early wounds and then begin a new relationship with our inner child, it feels like entire new compartments of your life open up and become available. It feels truly freeing. So no matter who you are, whether you had a rough childhood or a pleasant one, there is wisdom and light for you in Roseanne's words. Please listen with an open mind and heart. And at the end, she takes us through a few minutes of an inner child healing. If you are able to, please close your eyes, put your hand on your heart and connect with us. This work is powerful and I look forward to the breakthroughs that I hear from you guys from this episode you are listening today for a reason, my love. All right. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Medicine Podcast. My name is Nimi and I have my love, my king here with me.
2: What is up everybody? This is Chase. Man, really excited about this one today.
1: This conversation, this, I don't want to say interview. I feel like our conversations are not interviews. It's really like getting deep with people and, and, and letting the wisdom and the insights just flow out of our guests. Like what's the short word for that? Um, This conversation is going to have so much wisdom, so much insight, so many tools for everyone listening to really dig deep into themselves. And that's what we are all about at The Medicine. So we are so happy to have you, Roseanne. You are such a gem in this world. And we know personally and professionally, all of it, you are so wonderful. And we're so happy to have you. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you, guys. It's an honor always to connect with you beautiful souls. And so Yes, I apologize. It took a while because there was a lot of sessions uh, that were that I was being guided, like you just have to hold off. And so thank you. So you were the first on my list.
1: Yes, you are it a very is, but... busy woman. We totally get it. And the the timing is always divine. There's a reason why we are talking to you today right now. And it's perfect. Absolutely. So um, we are are uh, super excited to jump into all things inner child. And you've provided so much help and wisdom for us in our own journey of healing our own inner child um, and or inner children, I guess it would be. Mm -hmm. And we really are just um, so grateful that you're able to now share it with our listeners. Um, Before we get into all of that, we have a question that we ask every guest on the medicine. And that is What do you love in your life? What aspect of your life do you love so much that you wish you could gift to every human?
0: That's easy. That would be my connection with the divine. You are the divine. There is no separation. And yet um, we were born into limitation countless times, reincarnated into limitation. So a, a big portion of my work is working through those initiations of the inner child to get into that mastery or that master self to embody your divinity. Basically, mm. that is the entire paradox that we live in. You were born divine, and you forgot you were the divine. So that is the remembrance of the divine. That's the ultimate gift, that's that's it. That's the entire experience. Everything else is um, what I call entertainment for the human. Yeah, <laughs> and, yet that is, and yet that is it. And so if I could gift that, like my, my relationship with my divinity, because it is all one, um, I haven't made a decision out of my limited self in years. It's so much more fun. It's way more easy. I'm traveling Mm. all over the United States with my partner because my divine self is like, sell your stuff. You're on the road now. I'm like, what? Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) It wasn't something planned. It wasn't something uh, as a goal. It was just, it was just presented. And again, that divine intuition, that divine guidance is, is you, it is Mm -hmm. the most, pure versions of you. So honoring that and listening to that versus uh, the aspects of the limited self that have been programmed to believe it has to be this way or it has to look this way or it has to um, operate this way in order for me to be happy or for me to be successful. And we've all done that. We know the consequences of that. And some of us are still in that loop, still, still goal setting and still trying to achieve something. Your master self, your divine self, it's beyond that, they're limitless. They don't need any of that. So if I could gift that and bottle it up and hand it out. I mean, I do share that in my sessions. That's, that's the ultimate aim in, um, in all of this work is to support my clients in crossing that threshold to embody their own divinity. So it's, mm. it's beautiful. It's amazing. I love Good that question.
2: Yeah. It's such an, such an inspiration for us as we've gotten to know you, as we've gotten to witness you, uh, literally speaking to yourself and, and, and in those channels, um, anybody listening, if you're not already following Roseanne, you will be after this episode. <laughs> You'll be able to see it firsthand. Uh, the, the the traveling experiences, just the the ability to listen to. Uh, yourself, your, your divine self and make decisions off of that. It's been an absolute inspiration for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and not only just getting to witness you and your sort of exciting nomadic life that you're just following your intuition and your divine self and all of that. That's so cool. But also we've actually gotten to work with you personally and been able to witness the changes that happen. It's not a flip of a switch. I think maybe it can be for some people, but for us, it was more like a, an allowing and like a, almost like a, like a gentle peeling away of some of the programming and the triggers and the trauma that we may have experienced early in life that gets, it it like gets latched onto us. Oh yeah. And coming into that divine self is sort of like this active, proactive peeling away or, you know, allowing these, these programmed layers to sort of fall off to just reveal this divine being. That's always been there. Right. Totally.
0: A hundred percent. I mean, it's kind of like the, um, the diamond analogy, like the coal, like, yeah. It, some people say peeling of the onions. It's definitely probably more graceful, but it can also be, and you know, you both have experienced it too. We all have the, the hot, intense pressure. It's like, you're going to shift this. You're going yeah. to let this stuff go right now because it's not serving you. And so, yes, definitely the, um, the more graceful way I learned through the ungraceful way. So yes, <laughs> my middle name is grace and source was like, you had to know what disgrace was. So you could learn yeah. grace. and so, we learn through consequences, but through your master self, you don't no longer have to play in that dualistic, um, good, bad, right or wrong, this is this way or that way. It really is our natural state of being in that divine receivership or that divine neutrality, that divine allowance. It's like, I tell my clients all the time, my limited self would have never been able to orchestrate my life the way it is today, never. Mm. It would have capped a limitation I use this analogy. Say you want to grow up and be a doctor. You're like, that's my goal. But your master self's like, um, I'm trying to give you a Nobel Peace Prize over here. Like <laughs> I'm trying, but you just capped yourself. You thought that was it. You thought that was the best. And that's the limited self. Even the law of attraction and vision board. Trust me, I taught all that stuff back in the day. Yeah. That's still of the limited self. I want this, give me this. This will make me happy. It's like your master self would love showing off to you. Your master self loves wowing you and surprising you, but you have to let go. You have to let go of the limiting beliefs of the attachments, the stories, everything you just described in order for that to, to show up and for, mm-hmm. in order for that to to appear in your reality because it's all an illusion anyway. So I'm like, you continue to participate with the existing illusion. I say that that's usually the limited self, just keeps recycling it. The illusion owns you. You're a victim to it. In fact, you're participating with it helps perpetuate it and keeps mm. it running master self your divine self was like no i love i love everything i love all my resistance because it is all one it is all resistance is your resistance my resistance it's all the same so it's like i love all resistance neutralizes it takes it to that new that zero point where you get to stay in your mastery and your reality dictates that frequency i say all timelines exist all optimal suboptimal not optimal (laughs) all exist your frequency your perception dictates which one you're in alignment with which one you're in harmony with
1: mm. i used to mm. think it
0: was the other way around like oh i'm waiting for this you know higher timeline to show up and they're like no Roseanne, no yeah
1: mm. you, you have to you choose <laughs> you make That's a decision
0: it. choice you nailed it Mimi.
1: right mm-hmm. absolutely and so i i um <sighs> there's so many different directions I want to go right now. My, my, my brain and my, I'm trying to tune into my master self here. Um, but I do want to give people just a quick idea of, you know, we know a bit about your story, but just a quick, you know, two minute synopsis of, sure. we know that you weren't always sitting oh, no. in this type of <laughs> frequency and timeline. If you could give a bullet point of like, how did you get here?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That's, be- <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and it's funny too, when you, when you let go of all of your stories, when you talk about your, the old version of you, it is almost like you're uh, like, you watched a movie, like you don't have triggers yes. about it, but you're like, oh, I remember this, but it's just like, kind of like a fuzzy screen. So yes, I grew up very much in the 3D. And again, that was all necessary. So we could learn these consequences I had no idea this is the work that I would be doing. I was um, in high-end real estate, driving my Bentley Continental and living on the ocean in Laguna Beach. And I thought I had made it. I'm successful. People want to be like me. This is what everyone says happiness is. And this is what achievement is. And I was miserable. I was married to somebody far older. Um, my dad transitioned when I was young in my twenties. and. Um, and so I was seeking like that father
2: figure. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I married somebody much older, which probably wasn't first indication, not a great idea. And, um, and it was just a dysfunctional marriage, but again, on the surface, it looked like I had made it, like I had everything worked out. And, um, I say I was killing it, but it was killing my soul.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so my inner child showed up around then to blow it all up. And I didn't know about the inner child. I didn't know um, that the subconscious was really running the conscious mind. So I I speak to the inner child and I guide clients through their inner child because the subconscious is basically the wounded aspects of the inner child, but subconscious is still too abstract for people. So when my inner child came in and blew it all up, it was everything. She took it all to the ground, my identity, my bank account, my business, My relationship, my houses, all of it, my cars, gone. Yeah. And it needed to. It needed to all be purged because I was, my ego was just like holding on, white knuckling it for dear life because it was so attached. And again, your inner child is connected to your master self. It is all one and the same. It's just going through the stages of awareness. I say, and yet that is your intuition. And she knew. She knew this is not what I came here for, this was false identity. And it was, um, it was a endless loop. So she got me to purge and brought me to my knees. And I tell my clients, your inner child doesn't want to take you to that place if they don't have to. Mm -hmm. Doing this work proactively, much more graceful. I didn't Mm -hmm. know the difference. So she had to get me in a phase of reaction. So basically she brought me to my knees to surrender. And I did, I didn't even like that word back then. It was horrible for my ego. My ego is dying and it, and it was fighting tooth and nail. And I heard, you're going to die or you're going to heal. What's it going to be? And I contemplated dying multiple times because I thought it would be easier and I had no idea what healing meant. Mm. So I say I never would have gone looking for it, nor would I've even known what to look for. So this is the power of your inner child. If they're desperate enough to get your attention because all children want love and attention. And it's all ages. It's not just the little ones. I mean, you know, 20 year old, they went through their stuff too. They all need that, that connection and that devotion from you. And so that's when I started my healing journey. so that was around 2010 and it just kept going deeper and deeper. I did a lot of, uh, I did work with plant medicine a lot. And that was, that was great to help bypass the ego's control or fears and limitation and trust me there was I say fear is the number one addiction and I work with clients that have gone through recovery and I was like those are just byproducts of the much deeper addiction which is fear Mm. and I definitely grew up in fear so I knew what that one was about and so I had to face every fear imaginable and unimaginable and then I started um being met with dark energies and I was like how is this showing up? I'm not, I I don't even believe in this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And then it did. And I was like, oh, it's to, it was to train me. It's like, you can, if you can master this level, you can master this level. And it's, and I remember source saying you, the light is so powerful, it can destroy you, but the dark will make you stronger. So you can hold more light. And I thought back then that was just like the ego and the shadow, you know, the self-worth or the fear of, success or fear of failure like human stuff. They're like, no, it's it's we're gonna take you into all levels. And so that whole part of my my journey <clears throat> lasted for a number of years. And um, and then with COVID it really transitioned my business. I had holistic practice and in Laguna Beach for eight years and um, and being able to see my clients online. And then after Paul Check's podcast like I already had my regular clientele, and then it just blew my whole schedule open. After that, for months, and I was like, um, "Do I really want to see this many people?" And I remember my master self came in, and she's like, "Are you fighting for your limitations right now? Like, oh, we're wow. bringing them to you." There's, so- oh yes, yeah. so I that is a. Parts.
1: I'm writing that question down. Are you fighting for your limitations right now? Oh, mm-hmm. she, holy shit! She get,
0: yeah, she get she got me, and yeah, if yeah. you tune in, and I do, I teach my clients how to listen, how to listen to those parts of themselves, how to counsel those parts, how to. Flex those master muscles because your master self's behind all of it. Even the stuff that feels super uncomfortable, you better believe your master selves are like, we're going to get them to sharpen these tools right now. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, maybe it's a constant choice. You know, are you going to stay in your master? Are you going to go back into the limitations of, because it is, it's comfortable. We've known it. We've known it for a lifetime. It's not just this one. Your inner child really does, um, is the catalyst I say to heal and clear across all lifetimes, all timelines, because it's not the first time you had a broken heart. It's not the first time you experienced betrayal. It's not the first time that you felt injustice or or fear or pain. So yeah, they are the catalyst, but they are also very, very graceful. They just need that love and attention and the liberation from whatever the story was. They don't even need to go into the actual story. That's how beautiful and
2: perfect yeah. they are. Yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing. You know, it comes up for me as you're explaining this and thinking about, you know, what is a child often well i think so much of the messaging that comes from a child can start out graceful it can start out silent or subtle but if it's not heard or treated or addressed it becomes a tantrum mm-hmm. and i would imagine when we're when we're talking about inner child work that if you're not tuned in to the messaging that you're getting from the inner child that potentially starts out a little more graceful, potentially starts out a little more quiet, will eventually turn into a tantrum. And maybe that's a physical manifestation of an illness. Maybe that's an yes. en- environmental or circumstances that seem to be falling apart in life, but it could be this inner child unaddressed for longer periods of time.
0: Oh, absolutely. And as you know, the the interruptions, I say, will just get louder, more uncomfortable, more painful. So yeah. Like you said chase the the knock at the door might just be a little tap at first and then it's like a pound and then the sledgehammer comes through and it's like why is my whole house on fire oh that's why yes because we've but again we don't know we don't know what we don't know i didn't i ignored her i buried her when i started working with my inner child i remember um like noticing some like self-sabotaging behaviors like i used to do retreats for clients back in the day but before I started retreats um there was just something blocking me from meeting with groups I would just see like one-on-one and and yet I desired to be in a group setting or retreat setting and I was just like what is what is the deal so i sat with my inner child and as simple as that just sitting and asking they're always willing to talk you just have to open that dialogue and, and invite them in and I asked like, well, what, where did this begin? And what age, um, what is this really about? And she was pissed. It was my eight year old. She's like, you snuffed me out. You taught me to dim my light. You taught me to not to trust because you wanted to be a part of them. You wanna be a part of the family and the tribe so badly. You negated me. And I just started bawling because she was right. We all do it. We all mm. had to do it as children. It was necessary. So again, there is no shame or judgment around any of this, your inner child needed to survive and fit in and belong in whatever capacity and they were brilliant they were intuitive they were they were articulate in however that had to be if they had to be little brats and little hellions to get some kind of a semblance of love and attention then that was their intuitive mastery figuring it out at five six seven eight years old yeah and so she called me out and i cleared and i apologized and i loved her and i honored her and literally the next week i had a, group of 12 women and she gifted me this is another thing too I share with my clients they will gift you more access to your gifts Mm. more access to your love your abundance whatever that dream is mine was being able to tune in more and I didn't even wasn't having I wasn't even asking for it she just gifted to it to me so that first group sitting there I could see every single one of their inner children and they could and they would show me this one's pissed, this one's hiding, this one's scared, this one's traumatized, every single one.
1: Mm,
0: And it was it was a byproduct of my own healing with my own inner child. So they want you to have everything, they want you to have all of your power back, they want you to experience their that divinity.
2: Now, this is this is so great, and it's giving a ton of context for for you know all of us listening. Uh, we're hearing inner child. It's it's if you've tuned into the self development space at all, you've probably seen it kind of marketed in a in a uh, maybe a manipulated kind of way, like hey, make sure to address your inner child, yeah. uh, or or buy this inner child course or something along those lines. Yeah. But but for all yeah. of us listening, um, where do we where do we start with this thing? How do we define? Uh, inner child our own inner child even before we get into some of the modalities on healing and addressing help us understand a little bit what exactly our inner child is and and where does this kind of like work and the need for the work come from
0: and I appreciate before we get into that I appreciate that you acknowledge not all inner child work is the same and I know clients that have come to me that oh, I did inner child work and we you know going into the trauma I was like what you went a practitioner took you into trauma. You've already experienced trauma. So that should be a red flag. That's not the practitioner to work with.
1: Mm, Cause wow. that is
0: not your inner mm. child is not about revisiting trauma. They don't even need to go into the event or the experience of whatever that was. All mm. they really truly need is for you to listen and to liberate them of whatever that is. So when I work with a client's inner child, I'm literally channeling, like they need to hear these words. Like Mimi, can I share about the words that, sh- that, yes you absolutely um, it was when Mimi Chase and I were talking because you are the ultimate mother father god goddess you are everything to your inner child and what you say goes if you tell them they're amazing and beautiful and brilliant they own that they believe it if you tell them oh we can't do it that way what will people say or how you know how could you screw up so bad they believe that too they they fully believe it because you're everything to them and so we were going through um, some dialogue with their inner child, and there was this one part that, um, as I recall, it was, "I choose you first above all mm. else and all others." Wow,
1: I can't believe you remember that. That was mm. you guys. That was this was months and months ago, and I, I yeah. absolutely will confirm that that was, I it was the relationship with my dad, and and not really ever feeling chosen by him um and when you you said those words i didn't i never told you that like you just you said it and i just <sighs> fucking lost it because that it, it just that was the chord, you know
0: absolutely and that's what's so that's like i said it's like i didn't need to hear what mimi went through or what chase went through as a child like we all went through it i wasn't there i went through my own version we all did i just listened to their inner child and their inner that was what that that inner child needed to hear at that moment. The words are like keys to unlocking them. And they were both very authentic in my experience with their inner child and your inner child will always rat you out if you're not anyway. So their inner child, they're both of their inner children are like, yes, we're complete. That's what they needed. And it was beautiful. And so um, yes, going back to what is the inner child? It is you. It is the, um, the scared, hurt, confused, um, abandoned versions of us that's also the innocent, the pure perfection, the pure presence part of us. And until we liberate those parts back into their pure presence, their pure innocence and the pure perfection, your master self cannot come in because the only time we ever experienced that pure innocence or pure presence, pure love, that perfect peace was as newborns, but you didn't have the conscious awareness is chasing me now now, your adult form. You didn't have that. So that merger that's your master self, this conscious awareness, but pure innocence and pure love and pure peace. That's your mm. master
1: self. Love it. That's a, such a beautiful explanation and sort of uh, definition. I think everyone can totally understand exactly what you're saying. And um, I, I like to, yeah, when I think of the inner child, I think of like equal parts innocence and equal parts what was programmed in, you know, as a a sponge, an innocent, like I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to learn, teach me the ways. And we all learn Mm. the ways of whatever our little tribe is as our family Mm -hmm. or, you know, and so, um, yeah, I love that definition. And so, you know, just to um, clarify here, what if someone's childhood was wonderful and they can't remember really anything traumatic, like, is this work that we all need to do or are there different levels to it? Can you go into that a little bit? Sure. Absolutely. That's a great question.
0: Actually, maybe no one has ever asked that question. And yet oh. there are, <laughs> I have had a couple of clients, not many, but there are a few that are like, no, mom was my goddess. Beautiful. We're not mm-hmm. doing healing around mom right now, but why that inner child brought that age up around mom is because that's how they see you. And
2: mm-hmm. that's
0: how you get to see them. So may not be healing that particular age or that particular um, filter of the inner child it's an acknowledgement now now mm. it's passing that love that honor that devotion that commitment back to them i'm here now i'm you are my everything i vow to you that's mm. that's really what um what they want the, the apology your inner child really isn't holding on to anything let's just be honest they're completely pure and perfect they are the divine It's more for you to acknowledge, yes, I see how I've compromised you so long. Mm. And again, going back to what you just said, Mimi, which was perfect, it gave me chills. We are sponges. We are impressionable. We're pure and perfect. But if that was the love language in the house, yelling or screaming or fighting or belittling, that becomes our love language. My dad's love language was like hang out as a buddy. So I didn't know how to... uh, to be with a partner really Mm. because I didn't see that with my dad he was kind of like disassociated when he was around he wasn't really that around and um and yet I loved him and I wanted to connect with him so it's like yeah I'll do whatever you want to do and so I gave my ass away left and right to Mm. all kinds of relationships I was like you want me to cut my hair I'll cut my hair sure you want me to you know, just mm, like this, you yeah. want to eat like that. I didn't even know who the heck I was. And I was in my thirties getting a divorce, you know, it's like, it was and, a long, and, long and time. And so that goes
2: all the way back to the, to the unacknowledged desires of the inner child at that time where you were yeah. conditioned to externalize, um, where and when you would be evaluated as adequate or enough based on, you know, your performance yeah. or your appearance or, yes. you know, what you did, what, what other kind of things do you see? um, from, from upbringings, you know, from environments in in people's youths that tend to contribute to maybe some of the, the, the more, uh, damaging inner child, um, impact, uh, what can people who are going, man, do I have inner child work needed? What are some things in those environments or their youth that might strike a chord? Like, oh man, okay. This might be an indication that I need Mm -hmm. the work.
0: Yeah. So anytime, um, and that's a beautiful question, Chase, because yes, there is, Um, A lot of hidden shame, we'll say. And the ones that hide it better than anyone else are those other parts of us that we told to hide because it was too uncomfortable and it was too much to internalize or manage at at five, six, ten years old. So, yeah, we buried it. We suppressed it. And it'll show up in all kinds of ways, and you know, it'll show up in the physical. Exactly what you said earlier, Chase. It'll show up with your the marriage falling apart, or the business falling apart, or you know, the sixth surgery. Like I worked with all of those clients. It's just another version of the same story. And so, um, anytime that you, I'd say, going back to the question, anytime that um, someone felt compromised. Somebody wanted something from you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, intuitively, physically. You got compromised. We all did. Um, we had to fit into the family. So, how did that look? Were you the caretaker, or were you being asked to be independent so they didn't have to take care of you?
2: Because mm-hmm.
0: they were overwhelmed. Because mom and dad had their neediness too. They were, you know, they weren't all walking around healed and,
2: <laughs> right. you know, yeah,
0: integrated. <laughs> so right. They did the best they could with what they they had and yet we as souls incarnated specifically into those family dynamics that particular lineage or that ancestry line for a reason somebody had to come in as a light worker and interrupt that pattern because it'll just keep recycling over and over and over again until somebody gets it so we picked those very specific dynamics to interrupt and to heal and you're healing for not just you but you're healing for all the consciousness throughout and um and so this is not about blaming mom and dad. They, they were carrying, trust me, their inner children were kicking their ass all over town too. Yeah. If anything, it's to bring compassion. Like they didn't know any better, but I do now. Mm-hmm. I can either follow in those footsteps, you know exactly where it's going to lead and exactly what it's going to look like. Cause you have living proof right in front of you. Or you're like, I'm going to use this as the best damn teacher, the best damn guidance system <laughs> so i can i can learn a better way i can heal from this yeah. and i can utilize this as fuel so i remember in one um ayahuasca ceremony <laughs> it was years ago and i heard loud and clear could your mom be the teacher you needed her to be and not the mother you wanted her to be Mm. And I was like, damn, and instantly all of that resistance that I had carried in my body for years, probably lifetimes, gone. I saw wow. her completely different. My relationship with her was completely different because I shifted.
1: Wow. It's not
0: about shifting the other person. There is no other person. It's all you. All of
1: Hey, beauty. I'm interrupting this podcast to talk to you about one of my biggest passions in the world. That is how each one of us can create healthy, deep, passionate partnership. How to take your relationship from mediocre to magical. Most of us just weren't given the right tools, but my love, I'm here to tell you it's possible. If Chase and I can transform a dead divorced marriage into something beautiful and fulfilling, anyone can, including you. I'm so excited to tell you that coming in February is my Deep Love Live experience. This is an eight-week transformational course that will shake off the stagnation in your relationship, deliver new tools for healthy communication, and develop passionate partnership that makes your heart swell and your knees weak. Basically, I built the course that I myself needed years ago that would have brought the spark back and completely transformed my marriage. If you're ready to experience the magic of deep love with me, then snag your spot on my waitlist. From here, you'll have the opportunity to receive the early bird pricing in February. Just check the show notes for the direct link or my link tree on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. I'm going deep, and I'd love for you to join me. Cheers, boo. I love that. It's like almost like you're just flipping it on its head and and really like injecting purpose into it. That there's a purpose for everything. Like you said, we you know have incarnated into these bodies, into this family, into these lives, into this time for a reason, and looking at your parents or your family members or whatever as teachers is, is really flipping it on life happens to me To Yeah. I am not a victim and there's a reason for this and I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to end the trauma here right now. It's I'm flipping it into lessons and learning and there's no more trauma. There's it stops with me. And that's again, like Source said, how can you
0: sharpen your tools if you don't have anything to sharpen them on? So we wrote the script. We're like, ooh, this would be good to develop my mastery. This would be good to yeah. learn to become unconditional love. Yeah. It's like we yeah. did it. Like I remember when I heard that, like you needed to marry that person, you needed to divorce that person. Like that was the that was the teaching. And I was yeah. like, oh, it took so much shame and so much of the oh, I screwed this up and this was bad and why did I even get married in the first place to this person? He wasn't right from the beginning. I knew it and I went against my intuition. But again, we had to learn from those consequences. We, we helped co-create the game. But once you cross that threshold into your mastery, you're like, Exactly like you said, Mimi, you just turned it all completely on its head. It's like everything that you thought was horrible, you're like, this is amazing. That was like I could have orchestrated that better. Man, I'm good. Like you did it. You created it all. You're like, how else could I surprise myself? This is brilliant. Yeah. How else could I know my power? How could I how could I have the complete honor and joy of returning those parts to myself if I haven't given them away a million times? Right. It's all
1: relative and it's all, it's all interconnected and all related. But like we talk about all the time, it's like, you have to experience the negative. You have to experience the bottom out to really know what ecstasy in relationship can feel like, or a psychedelic passionate partnership can feel like, but we've been through the grand Canyon of the hellhole that our relationship was literally divorced and never thought we were going to see each other again. And then went through, you know, kind of clawed our way out of this grand Canyon of self-development Development, where we were both like, "There's nothing to lose now," you know. We I mean, yeah. basically lost it all, starting over. And uh, no, I love that. I, I really am. We talk about it all the time, but but making the choice and choosing that it's it's going to be something that benefits you in the long run, and like always letting Why go, it? right? Why
0: wouldn't it? it? If you once you understand, it's all you and it's your divine self. There is no victims here. Mm-hmm. like I yeah. tell my clients all the time I work with ma- I only work with masters you're all mm. masters you just, yeah. I'm just here to remind you of your mastery I mean I left many times and trust me there was times I really wanted to leave and didn't want to come back and and source would take me into the void and I'm just like oh okay I get it like it's all an illusion yeah there is no self I got it cool why are you sending me back yeah. <laughs> like, just because you get it doesn't mean everybody, all, all other versions of you have gotten it. So yeah, back to work.
1: So your other yeah. selves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, this, I, this is what I do. You alluded to it a little bit, you know, talking about how your, your inner child came up in relationship. And, and we've talked about some of the manifestations just as an individual, what could come up um, and how they get our attention. Right. But a lot of people are already in relationship and I, I wanted to kind of shine a light on, what kind of unhealthy relationship patterns or manifestations have maybe you gone through or senior clients gone through, um, that are linked to this unhealed inner child before we get into like, how do we work on the healing part? Right. First identifying a- it.
0: Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Absolutely. Another brilliant question. I don't think anyone's asked me <laughs> here for <laughs> it. Off. I love it, which also goes into, and if I may add this, I, um, before coming on the podcast, um, Mimi and Chase send out this, uh, document and, and it's about them and the, about the podcast and the medicine and everything. And, and I'm reading it. And I was like, this is really their medicine is about relationships. And I shared that before we started today. And, and maybe it's like, you can share that. Yeah. Like, yeah <laughs> so Thank this is you. a beautiful yes, question received. because, because you, you've you lived it and you know, and you're also the testament to, this is what um, cleaning up your kitchen looks like. This is what healing your shit looks like. And yes, you can have a healthy, dynamic, beautiful, psychedelic, like you said, awesome relationship. And yet really what you both did was Heal the story so you can be intimate and vulnerable and authentic with yourselves in the present. Yes.
1: one hundred percent. It
0: just happened to be the one that triggered the shit out of you in the first place. So <laughs> you could. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. So excellent question. Yes. So first identifying um, the tantrum or the um, friction, the hurt or the pain that the inner child is still carrying that you may not be aware of will come out in many ways, passive aggressive behavior. We all will turn our partners into mom or dad or both. Mm -hmm. It's inevitable and nobody wants to sleep with their parents. So (laughs) as to discover this early on, and again, it's by design. You had to pick that partner. It's part of your destiny to trigger the shit out of you. So you can heal. They're gonna press every single button and you're gonna do the same for them. It's necessary. That was part of the deal of why you came together in the first place is for that soul's perfection or that spiritual evolution. And doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna do it together, but a proactive couple willing to do this work definitely has, as you can see, who I'm talking to has much superior chances of, of dealing. But again, it is a, it is an internal journey. It's not about the other person so much. They're holding up the mirror because they love you and that soul agreed to do that work with you in whatever capacity. So passive-aggressive behavior, um, blaming, shaming. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a big one in my relationships. Um, you did this. Mm, and yeah. it's like ah shit and I remember one of the last times I did that with my partner who we've been together for 11 years (laughs) so we started off this way too and um and I stopped myself and I was like you know what thank you for triggering me so I could heal the story about my dad that I that I projected onto you wow
2: and it flipped him
0: too and he was like wow I've never had anyone own their stuff. And so he was ready to just keep retaliating. And both of our wounded children were coming out to fight because we weren't getting our needs met because we didn't know how to
1: meet our needs at that point. That's the thing is it only takes one aware person, one one person that's willing to go into that deep stuff and kind of dig out that shrapnel inside of you. And Mm -hmm. then it almost like can it it has the potential to kind of call your partner into the work with you but it it, you know how often do the stars align where you know both people are ready for the work right now together making the decision you know mutually like I think most of the time I mean that was kind of our I guess evolution as a as a relationship but I think most of the time it's one person kind of turning things on turning on the light bulb and then Making some changes that are very tangible, and then the yes. partner starts to notice like, "Oh wow, she or he's really yeah. in this. Like where am I at in this? you know I love those Absolutely. triggers
2: as indication for the opportunity to start healing mm-hmm. those triggers aren't aren't for your own frustration um as right. much as they are for your own you know inspiration for healing. I'm even thinking of when we were married and um moments of goofiness or you know, excessive playfulness would definitely trigger in me like, Hey, we need to be serious about this. (laughs) We need to be adults. And I I look back on, you know, maybe, maybe the fact that my inner child got too serious about things too early and there was a lack of play. And so as those started to show up in my adult life, it triggered that sort of inner child tantrum, which I interpreted to be something in my relationship that was not taken seriously enough. and so and so looking always about you yeah you
0: got it you nailed it and that is beautiful insight, even especially around play because I too chase was a very old adult and of course the universe brings me a partner who is all about play yeah and I remember coming home one day and I had been at work all day, got groceries. Like I'm coming back to make dinner. Like I'm tired. It's a long day, and I hear him playing his guitar. And I'm like, "What the f? <laughs> What's going on?" And right before I opened the door, I was gonna unleash like my wounded child. Yeah. who was pissed. I stopped and I asked, and she said, "You're really upset because you didn't let me play."
1: Mm. and so
0: you nailed it chase it's exactly it's like that's where that despondency comes from or that resistance or that irritation or aggravation and i walked in and and so i apologized to her first and i acknowledged her and i loved her and i thanked her and promised to be more playful they don't make keep don't give them promises you're not going to keep because they will hold you to it and so i definitely am more childlike at 47 and i'm way more <laughs> chill and laid back and um Is amazing. She's she's been liberated, so that innocence I say returns to you. So your inner child doesn't have to hang out anymore. She's free he's free. But I remember walking in and I told my partner what my experience was. And I was like, man, I was gonna come in and unleash on you for like (laughs) being a child and playing (laughs) and not being responsible. And he's like,
1: Good for you, bit and (laughs)
0: carry. Oh, I love your stuff. It's so good
1: because you know, it, it, it does, you know, healing, which I want to get into kind of where to even start, but from what you're saying, like, yes, the meditations and the sort of like rituals and the ceremonies to acknowledge and, and release um, things for your inner child and just acknowledge them. That's very real. And it's so powerful, but also the little daily decisions, just yes. pausing, just pausing yes. and asking a question of is there something that my inner child is trying to tell me right now? Or is yes. this, is there a, a childhood trigger right now that's coming up for me? And that just that small decision can yes. make such, it has such a huge ripple effect in your relationship because on a different timeline where you don't acknowledge that you go in and you blow up at him. He, if that continues uh, you know oh, in yeah. a patterned way, one or both of you is going to develop sort of bitterness and resentment. Sure. Right. And so it's just like, a, it, it can play out completely different in your relationship based off of that one small decision. Absolutely. And, and, and I just that, love that, that level
0: of res- that level of responsibility, what you just described, it's that discernment or just even that awareness. Like when Chase asked that question, it's like, before you even get into it, like, let's bring the awareness to it. It's like, where's this really coming from? And, and having the, for, the insight to ask, like, what, what is the root of this? Before yeah. I just lose my shit on my partner right now or on the cab driver or whoever, because every, guess what, people, everything is a relationship. You're in a relationship yeah. with your car, strangers, yeah. <laughs> not just your partner. Yes, no. we are talking more, yeah. you know, one-on-one partners. But I remember this one client years ago and he came in and he was pissed. He's like, this asshole just spit on my car. And I was like, really? I said, isn't that fascinating? You get to see firsthand just how pissed your inner child is at you. (laughs) Your inner child will enroll other people to kick your ass. That's how good they are. Because if you're not paying attention to them, just like Chase mentioned earlier, they'll start tearing down the walls. They'll get other things to collapse upon you if you're not going to listen to them. They don't want to. They're desperate. And so, yes, the first thing is acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge. I may not know how to parent you in a completely healthy and perfect way yet, but I'm willing to learn. Like your inner children are just like regular children. They don't expect you to be perfect, but they expect your presence.
1: Mm -hmm. You cannot
0: love on them and then disappear and go MIA for two weeks. It'll freak them out. That will terrify them. So that will activate and trigger inside of you. Whatever I say to my clients, anytime you feel scared, moody, bitchy, angry, nervous, depressed, that's usually your inner child desperately swinging for your attention.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good reminder for us who, you know, we've, we've been, with you and, and our, in our own, you know, individual work, we've been able to kind of access and acknowledge and, and release some things for our own inner children, but it's a good reminder that, um, you know, I think for a lot of us, it's, we need, you know, check-ins sometimes and, and we're still human. We're still having the human experience. And I, I think sure. that's a great reminder for me, uh, specifically, and I do want to get into some really tangible ways that our listeners can, if, if all of this is hitting home for them and they're like, okay, where do I even start? art could you maybe give some yes. general tips to where do we start what are the questions that we ask and how do we how do we just approach this um in a, a loving way for ourselves and our inner child
0: beautiful absolutely and again it all it all starts from you it's your intention to heal is paramount because i say this work is for everybody but not everybody's ready for this work because it is taking off, um, taking off the blinders, and and being willing to look. And again, you you don't you're not you've already went through the trauma and the events and the experiences. Your inner child's not asking to look at that. They're asking to look at them, mm-hmm. to really see them and authentically connect with them. So that would be my first invitation to anybody willing to step into this: is write a love letter. Write a love letter to all ages, all bodies, because again, your physical body, your cellular memory went through those lifetimes, those experiences as well. That's the last part usually to let go. When I when I work with my clients, with their inner children, the consciousness can be liberated of those beliefs and stories easier. The last holdout will be, are you sure it's safe? We can let that go now. We physically have held on to this for ages. <laughs> like, are you sure? So that's usually the last part, but I speak to the, I have my clients speak to those parts just as they do with their inner children. So speak to all parts of your inner children and all ages and first apologize. Apologize for any time you ignored them, disrespected them, used them, uh, compromised them, belittled them, limited them, um, disconnected. That's a big one because a lot of us have abandonment issues and it's really the abandonment from self.
1: Mm -hmm. That's,
0: you're again, you're everything to them. So when we disconnect, and it's horrible for them so acknowledge anytime, time apologize for anything even things you think you didn't you don't I don't know if I did it but I'm going to stick it in this letter anyway like get it all in there apologize for anything that you shamed them blame them you know judge them compared them competed
1: mm, that's a know. big one comparing that's a yeah. big one yeah
0: mm. big I know I did it all too <laughs> and then um and then after you get it all out, and again, intuitively allow because they are your intuition, they'll let you know how long it goes. Don't just be like one-liners, like have clients that have written pages. Then you go into the um, the love and the praise and the thanks and the gratitude and thanking them authentically for, for being, for being, for their innocence, for their curiosity, for their creativity, for their um, uniqueness, for their light, for their um for their joy for their beauty for their for everything and again non-conditional praise like um this is what non this is what conditional praise looks like i love you so much little mimi because you're so generous little mimi would be like f you so you only love me if i'm generous like mm. no no conditional praise just authentic praise mm-hmm. love them all of it and again they'll let you know how long that goes and then um Kind of like what you were saying, maybe just the daily check-in. How can I serve you best? I used to see all of them at night, all ages. Sometimes I'd even see little boys, like other ages from other lifetimes show up. Mm. They all want love and attention. And I would just see how can I serve you best? How can I love you and even more? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I would get a spokesperson every once in like one I remember her years ago. She came up. She's like, "Why do you have so much fear still?" And I was like, "Oh, my God. I was <laughs> like out of the mouths of babes, they don't. Yeah, they, don't, they have no filter." And I was, and like, that's oh. true of physical
1: children here uh, too. They'll be like, "Yeah, oh look at he's fat or whatever." You know, yeah. they just say whatever. They is don't in their have mind. no filter. Yeah.
0: yeah, and she did the same. And I was like, "Oh, because I'm not unconditional," but I felt it. I felt the sting of what that, what that was doing to them, holding on to fear. And I was like, "Oh, I'm working on that." I said, and again, being honest with them—they don't expect you to be perfect, but they're going to hold you to a higher, a higher truth. And then um, I remember after more healing and deeper work, and I would talk to them every day. This was—I mean, it took me nine years to liberate my inner children. For my clients to be able to liberate their inner children in like one, two, three sessions is is remarkable. It's beautiful. It's amazing. But I also asked Source, like, "Hey, what's up? Why did it take me nine years?" And they said. Well, you needed to know like <laughs> the the hard hard version. So you could teach the easy version. They're like, that was like your PhD. I'm like, lovely. Also, we have all of these complementary, accelerating energies in the collective right now. There's just more and more people are waking up constantly, and that is contributing to um, the dynamics of of how quickly people are integrating and in, in healing. It doesn't have to be that old paradigm, like. I got to work harder. And it's like, no, ease and grace, ease and grace. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. You already
0: did the hard. We already did that. We're done.
1: one of the best decisions I ever made for my overall health was getting completely off moldy coffee. If you are on a mission to get to the bottom of mystery symptoms and feel your best in life, this is something you need to know about. I have now lost count of the hundreds of people who tell me they have given up on coffee and caffeine, not because they wanted to, but because they thought they had to because every time they drink it, they feel shaky, anxious, brain foggy have skin reactions or digestive issues i then explained to them that my love you are more likely having a reaction to the mold and pesticides in your coffee not the caffeine the sad and shocking reality is that up to 91 percent of coffee beans used in america are contaminated with mold not to mention the 42 different chemicals and pesticides sprayed on most coffee beans before they are even harvested. So if you have persistent unexplained brain fog, sore joints, fatigue, immune issues, or other mystery symptoms, it could be from moldy coffee you are unknowingly pouring into your precious body every day. No pill, no potion is going to help us feel better if we don't first remove the negative stimulus like the moldy coffee here's the great news if you love coffee you don't have to give it up every day i drink delicious mold-free pesticide-free coffee that supports my overall health in the best way it's my reishi king coffee king coffee is organic coffee mixed with the spores from reishi mushrooms this unique and potent combination allows me to enjoy coffee while also supporting my hormones my immune health my nervous system my digestion my mood my stress levels and so much more if king coffee was a pop star she would absolutely be beyonce Potent and divine. If you love coffee, I invite you to ditch the mold and try King Coffee for yourself. It was one of the best decisions I ever made for my health. I can't and won't go back. To learn more about what makes reishi spores and King Coffee so unique, you can check out episode number six of this podcast. And to grab your King Coffee, do not buy on Amazon. That is illegal and expired product instead go to themedicine.myorganogold.com and search for king coffee you can also just check the show notes or my instagram bio for a direct link bringing you only the best and only what i'm obsessed with cheers boo yeah one of my one of my friends who um is as a channel as well her name's Christina. She, um, I was watching a video with her and she was really explaining to people how um, things in the non-physical world don't have to be f- like hard. There doesn't have to be a struggle. Sometimes it literally is instant. If the intention is there and you've done the work in, uh, of inside of yourself and everything. And it was a really good reminder that, you know, sometimes it, with the invisibility of all of this, like inner children and okay. things sometimes I think we think it needs to be and feel like a struggle for it to be real, right? Yeah. And um, I, I do love that reminder that it, it doesn't have to be a struggle for everyone. And um, if you could, you've, you've mentioned it a couple of times and I really would like to hone in on this concept of me as Mimi and Chase as Chase and, and you, Roseanne, all of us, when we choose Um, or rather, you know, maybe we're not even choosing. It just is the way that it is. Our inner child sees us as mom, dad, God, goddess, as you say, can you touch on that a little bit? Um, because I know there are, you know, certainly people listening who didn't have a good relationship with mom. They had a horrible relationship with mom or a horrible relationship with dad, and um, I think being able to fully own and step into that. No, I am that for you now. We, Yes. Dad was a different story. I am yes. that for you. Can you go into that a little bit? Absolutely.
0: So again, they were great teachers, but it was all we knew as children. This was, we didn't know source or creator. Mom and dad were um, our creators. In essence, they delivered us here. And so that's who we looked up to for that comfort or that guidance or that care. And you're right, many of us didn't have those bonding, loving, nurturing relationships. So inevitably most children think, oh, it must be me. If that's God, goddess, then it must be my fault. I must not be good enough. And so we start adopting those beliefs, those dysfunctional patterns or those limiting beliefs of not being good enough and we make it real. So then we collect more proof and evidence throughout our lives bad relationships, bad jobs, bad health, blah, 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 to reinforce that limiting belief that got established at five, six, seven, whatever. Mm. And then energetics as well, because you've got the physical DNA, but you've got energetic DNA too, habits, addictions, patterns that, again, haven't been addressed with mom and dad or grandma and grandpa, they flow into the lineage and then we pick them up unconsciously. We're born into, again, limitations. So having the conscious awareness, do I wanna continue down this path or am I gonna choose something else? Because you have the option. And again, when you're in it, you don't realize you have the option. You can choose at any time. That's why there are podcasts like this. That's why there are videos. That's why there are groups. That's why there are meditations. I mean, there's so much out there that you have. The intention is key, the willingness. They say, without the willingness, nothing's gonna change. The minute Mm -hmm. you change, open that willingness up or that intention up the divine is going to bring it to you because it is you but you have to remember too you set the stage so you're like oh, i'm gonna create just as many roadblocks as i need to master this one this time so yes yeah it is, mm. it is a, it's the paradox
2: yeah uh, so so perfectly put before we you know allow you a few minutes to take us through a, a beautiful healing meditation couple of things that I, uh, you know, I'd love to hear and, and maybe some like encouragement of, of what's on the other side. Of a lot of this work for us post our inner child sessions with you. I have already seen like, especially in you, babe, like stories that I could literally see you telling yourself at times. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's not that you, you, you were working through the struggle. It's that the healing actually kept them from creeping up at all. Mm-hmm. And so that's like stepping into your personal power. It's moments where i could sense the fear of failure in an, in whether that's an initiative or, or or your opportunity to say something or do something it's not that it was a oh i'm going i got to think about this differently now it's that it was actually gone just from some of the 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 healing that took place with the inner child work and i know for myself that's that's similarly taken place i'm, I'm mentioning playfulness and and just the the interest in in having more play in our life through some of the you know healing that was done with with inner child What can the, can the listeners and and what typically do you see showing up as signs of, wow, you've, you've made some progress with your, with your inner child here.
0: Oh, I mean, what you described is beautiful because you do see that reflected especially in, in intimate partnerships. Um, in my own relationship, I noticed, um, a lot less triggers, a lot more Mm. allowance Part of my my those wounded parts I needed to prove and defend or compete and compare. So it's like, oh, I know that's I know I'm right and this and that. Out the window, like I don't do that with yeah. my partner anymore, and he doesn't do that with me. It's just allowing him to be, however he wants to be. He wants to leave coffee grounds on the counter. I'm like, I don't drink coffee. It's like, you know, the old Roseanne. You better believe she was super attached to it, it needs to be clean and has to be right and this and that because that's how it's raised. And again, mm. we we. Gurgitate these cycles and it's not but we don't even question like is that even mine yeah is that even something i truly believe no pr- probably just something you adopted or you got trained to do where you saw and repeated the pattern so um yeah you'll see a lot more peace a lot more ease definitely a lot more playfulness mm-hmm. a lot more allowance a lot more being a lot less doing mm-hmm. that's a big one because yeah. i equated doing with success or doing with achievement or doing with value and that yeah. gets into the limited human the limited self
2: well and Not the crazy human. thing is like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode like those things can quote unquote work you can become quote unquote successful but you might still feel like you're sitting or or walking upstream you're going to feel like the current is against you and it's never going to be enough you're, you're going to feel okay. like you you have to achieve or work for more mm-hmm. um versus that absolutely allowing.
0: absolutely and that is um, so once my clients cross that threshold into their master self, one of the ceremonies that I walk them through is laying to rest their limited self because mm. limited self is all about identity, all about doing it right. All about looks and appearance, all about validation and accolades, all about trophies and awards and certificates. And I can't tell you how many clients that I'm like, I've worked with ex-professional athletes or Olympians. I mean, these, and my clients are all over the board, you know, scholars and doctors. And I'm like that was who your limited human needed you to be it was absolutely necessary we needed the identity we didn't know ourselves as the divine so again no shame or blame or judgment but it's time to lay that part to rest because you cannot operate out of your limited self and your master self at the same time you got to choose back to choice and so we do a little ceremony like can you bury something that was your big identifier that jersey in school or that Mm -hmm. award that championship that medal and I have one client it was cute they were like I, I'll I'll get rid of these trophies but not this one
1: <laughs> and i was like
0: oh really i was like well that's the one your master self needs you to bury
1: so yeah. <laughs> they just and like out like, themselves you. to you like they basically say oh, like yeah. this is the one that really <laughs> it's needs right to here. go
0: Yeah. And I just laugh because, I I mean, if they know, because they've worked with me, I'm clairaudient and clairvoyant, so I'm just listening to their master self and their master self, just like your inner child will rat you out and they'll just laugh and they'll be like, no, sorry. Um, And they'll tell me like, oh, they're not doing their homework or they're not doing, they're not using their master tools. And, um, and so it's, it's funny, it's easy, but I, and I have one client who their master, their limited self wanted to come in and I use self because it's not limited human. You've been in limited forms in different lifetimes, not just human, and um, and so this is for any time. We're tired of playing limited roles. We want to return to our divinity, to our power, to our our magic. And um, and I remember this particular client. Their limited self was in full effect, full limitation, popped right out, and said, "What if I don't want to listen to my master self?" And I was like, "Hmm, well, that's an option too." I said, "There's no good, bad, right, or wrong here." I said that path you'll probably learn more consequences it may not be as comfortable or as fun but if that's again you're the creator of the illusion why would you create any illusion to have the experience period we make it way more grandiose so I gotta have this purpose I'm here to wake people up no we're not no don't delude yourself that's the limited self Oh, I need to wake people up or something no you don't that's Mm -hmm. the limited self my opinions matter no they don't that was one of mine my master self got me on that one. She's like, no, they
1: don't.
0: I was like, shit. Unless somebody <laughs> asks you. Yeah. Unless somebody yeah, asks you. Yeah. Get a, real with yourself.
1: Yeah. That's a big it's, one right now. Everyone is screaming woo, their opinions and they're yeah. all right. Um, it, well, it's getting me thinking like, like I need to, maybe we can talk afterwards and see if, if, uh, Chase or I or both um would benefit from that sort of limiting like that letting go of any sort of limiting self uh, maybe you can tune in and and let us know
0: oh i'll give you a yes right now Mm. yes yeah oh yeah okay Mm. look chase is like because that part (laughs) that part hasn't been laid to rest yet so it's more symbology like your master initiations have already begun i can tell you that so it's more the sim symbolic lane to rest so mm-hmm. your master self, and then I walk you through the integration
1: of your master self. Wow. All right. Well, we, we need to get on your books then for sure. <laughs> Cause I, I don't, I don't want to create uh, more hardship for my master self than no no. she's already had. So, um, yeah, she done, well, I think that's a great time if, if we could maybe, yeah, um, I want to offer but... our, our listeners, um, you know, a few minutes of, um, just a, a guided sort of inner child healing meditation that you could walk us through that, you know, could benefit. Anyone and everyone, to, no matter what their situation in their childhood was.
0: Beautiful. Absolutely. Okay. So, anybody that is ready or willing that would like to participate, please close your eyes. A couple of deep, big belly breaths just to relax the nervous system. Clearing the scene. Wherever you are, you can even take yourself to a beautiful place, a sacred space just you and your inner child. And it could be a representative of your inner children. It could be all of them. And seeing that inner child before you. And I invite you to kneel down in front of them and with a deep and reverent bow, please bow to them now with so much reverence, respect, love, and gratitude for everything they they had to do and be in order to bring you to this moment now so that you could return home to them, returning your heart to them, returning all of their love and their light, their grace and their glory, their innocence, their perfection, their play and their peace. apologizing for any time you may have compromised them or obligated them to be your due, anything that didn't resonate or feel authentic to them, returning all of their power and presence to them now, thanking them. And if they're ready to hold your hand or to receive a hug, Allowing them to come to you only if they're ready. Loving them, honoring them, thanking them. Reminding them that you are here now. You've got them. They're safe. They are loved. They are seen. They are heard. Returning all of their gifts to them all of their safety and security, their love and their light, their grace and their glory. Thanking them for showing you the way and letting them know you're ready to follow them now. It's time to let them lead. and taking their hand and allowing them to guide you even deeper into the truth of who and what you really are. You've always been divine perfection. That's what you came here to be. With love and gratitude, again, so much reverence and respect. Love to all parts, always, and in all ways, it is done, and so it is, and it is so.
2: Mm.
1: Oh, I love that! I'm like, so much, I'm like, so (laughs) Your happy (laughs) little face. I
0: open my eyes, and you're
1: just like, so cute. Oh man, I so beautiful. Every time you take us through something like that, I, I tend to picture the, the same versions of myself when I yeah, knew that that's the thing is like your inner child, at least for me, like the ages that need to pop up will like it. I don't have oh, to yeah. search. I don't have to search for them. It's my five-year-old self and my 12-year-old self. I, and I, I, every time, and I imagine them even like holding hands and, and embracing each other and, um, and then kind of all of us like group hugging. And I found, okay. I was holding Chase's hand, but then I, I found out, I, I found myself towards the end, like stroking my own leg, like just thinking about mm. my own little self. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that's a small example of, I think a bigger concept when, when this work starts to happen authentically is you have a more loving I'll speak for myself I have a more loving attitude towards myself yes. I find myself yes. you know like touching my skin or yeah. you know like encouraging myself or just being that father mother yes. god goddess you know Thank that you. that I want to be and it, it's did. not did it exactly. it's like I you don't, brought
0: that up and that is the epitome of it that mm-hmm. is the example you're like, how, how is that? That is it. What she just said.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're such a freaking angel. (laughs) We could talk to you all day and, um, will we'll definitely get on your radar again, uh, for some more work, but as we kind of come to a close here, I know we could talk to you for another two hours, but um, I know, I would love to just give you a few rapid fire questions that we ask every guest. Um, You know, the medicine is all about expansion, you know, in our relationships and starting with ourselves, body, mind, and then leading into our relationships. And we would love to hear from you what currently feels like medicine. We'll start with your body. What, What feels like medicine right now for your body?
0: I add, saw that question. So all of it, mind, body relationships, it's all gonna be the same answer. It's gonna mm. be presence, presence mm. and listening. And also neutrality. Neutrality for me is um, again, bringing that to zero point, not resisting anything. Like if your body doesn't, isn't feeling optimal, it's kind of like what Mimi said, you give it love, you give it what it needs, tune in. That's the lead, that's the sacred listening and the presence to it. It's like no different. Again, you're in relationship with your body. You're in relationship with your partner. You're in relationship with your, your home, your space. So it's like, what, what is calling for my attention right now? Your inner child, Mm -hmm. same thing. Yeah. All these parts need that love and attention. And you're right. Even like in the bathroom, I'm like, I love, like I give myself little kisses sometimes. You do. You want to thank that part of your, your your being for allowing your consciousness to reside here in this vessel it's it's you have so many aspects this is not it this is just one aspect of so many that um you get to love and honor and so it would be the same answer for all parts it's Mm. it's allowing so my relationship with my partner it's like being present there's things that um he's definitely more earthly and i'm more metaphysical and there's things that he wants to share and show me and May not be like things I'm super jazzed about, but I'm present to him because he's jazzed about it. So yeah. it's like that version yeah. of me digs it. So I'm like, okay, like just be present. Doesn't mean you have to fully be on board, doesn't have to be something that you are into, but the presence, that's again your mastery, returning your inner child to that innocence and that pure presence returns yeah. that presence and innocence to you. That's part of your mastery. Mm. So that would be.
2: Mm. It.
1: What a beautiful way to end and such a good reminder for all of us. Certainly us. It's just, we're, we're still, we're we're still doing the work and, and, um, here for the, the human experience and all that comes with it. Um, we are so grateful to, uh, have met you and, and be with you in this life and forever grateful to Paul check who introduced us to you and, um, just so overly just, happy and grateful that you are a part of the medicine now oh, where, where, uh, thank where, you.
2: where can people find you how can how can we support you um, in all the work that you're doing
0: oh thank you i say if you feel guided um the divine is my publicist and i don't do anything <laughs> literally i just whoever they're supposed to send me is exactly who i'm supposed to work with so you can find me at rosannegrace.com it's r-o-s-a-n-n-e grace.com same at Instagram is Roseanne.grace and, um, and my Linktree account on my, um, um well, it's Linktree.com Roseanne Grace. So yes. all of them are there, but it is also on my Instagram and, um, yeah, that would be the main places that people, I'm not huge on social media, but when they guide me to yeah. this is time, share this or channel and do this
1: than I do,
0: but yeah, most of my, my, uh, time is spent with clients or in Perfect. So.
1: Perfect. yeah, well, I imagine there'll be some, a, a few, a few aligned souls that oh, are, yeah. are knocking on your maybe social oh. media door. Um, and, uh, just thank again, you. thank you for being here with us and, and providing your wisdom and, and light to all who come into contact you. with you. And, and you're, you're such an important being, <laughs> you just oh. are ton of love for you. Ton of love for the inner childs
2: out there. Yes, Come on. yes.
1: start. I, I hope you guys, if you were in a position where you maybe couldn't go through that meditation, maybe you're driving or you're working or whatever, go back and that's a great place to start. No matter yeah. where you're at, no matter who you totally. are, no matter what you did or did not deal with in your childhood, it's a like like Roseanne said, if you can start to work on this stuff prophylactically and proactively kind of in an anticipatory way mm-hmm. and before we get to that point where she or he is kind of you know um throwing that tantrum as chase said that that's the ideal situation is, yeah. is we can give them love before they're screaming and, and
2: talk about it you know maybe it's this episode that you're sharing with somebody who's close to you yeah. maybe it's just the concepts but I'm talking about it, journaling about it. Those types of things are are just beautiful explorations into this space.
1: And send it to your partner. Like I think when people can do this in partnership together, that, I mean, that will amplify your relationship and your self-evolvement and your evolution. I mean- in such a a magical way when you can openly Mm -hmm. discuss and share with each other, like, holy crap, it's such a gift to be able to do this with Chase. Um, I I wouldn't have it any other way.
0: And I love that. And, and Chase and Mimi are a beautiful example. And um, one of the few couples that I've been guided to work with as a couple, I have Mm -hmm. to say, going back to what you said, Mimi, most, most clients in partnership You're right. It is usually one planting the seeds. Um, I do want to include this caveat, please do not coach your partners. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Great point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can be the example. You can be like, hey, you want to listen to this podcast with me? Yeah. Yeah. Invitation, invitation. Please do not tell. Please do not project that um Nobody likes that. So yeah, no, that's a great great <laughs>
1: clarification there. Doesn't matter if it's food or spirituality. Yeah,
0: we all did it. We nobody yeah. really likes it. So yeah. Thank you no, again. Perfect wise.
1: perfect reminder to end on. Thank you guys for sticking with us. And um I, I'm excited for you all to, to start this work for yourselves and let us know what landed. Um, we would love to hear from you. We'll talk to you next time. Go spread some light. Okay, bye. Beautiful.
0: Bye. Thank you.
1: If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore The Medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, along with the discounts, visit themedicine.com forward slash medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes for this episode. Until next time, cheers, boo.